Hey, how's it going, fellow wrestling fans? You have now joined the hottest podcast on the internet, that being the UWO. I am Kyle, the Roman lover. Chapman, I'm here with my cohorts, that being Eddie. I can't really call him a Roman lover, Ortiz. What's going on, everybody? And also, Brian can't admit when Roman is actually the greatest champion of all time, Lopes. Hey, he sure is a fighting champion, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're not going to get into Roman because we probably just lost about six or seven uh, listeners just by bringing up his name. Uh, (laughs) We're going to start out with the kick or kicks heard around the road, around the world. Wow, couldn't even get that out. Uh, That being box mode herself. Brie Bella. Uh, we're going to start off with the man who has to get something off his chest. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, the botch queen strikes again. Oh, what can I say? Except for why? Why is she still in the ring? Why, uh, why are we still entertaining her as a wrestler? She, she obviously ain't learning shit from her husband. Nothing. Nothing, not a damn thing. Like I'm sure he showed her how to do those yes kicks, and she just like, uh, okay, I got it, honey. Dear God, <laughs> she kicked her in the face like three times. The last one, the, the last one was the brutal one when she got her square in the like right in the middle of the fucking eyes. Yeah, knocked her clean the fuck out. Yeah, but oh, just it. it She's going to seriously hurt somebody or hurt herself. And yeah. that's when WWE is going to finally be like, oh, okay, we got to stop this. But didn't you stop this now before somebody does get hurt, before something seriously happens? in Because the- this girl has not improved one bit. She has. She's regressed. Forgot- yes. She's, she's like forgot everything before she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't good before she was pregnant, but she's gotten worse. And should be possible when your husband. It's Daniel Bryan. It shouldn't be. That is absolutely. What, you have one of the best wrestlers in the world literally in front of you. Get a and, couple of pointers. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, they, they they really need to go. WWE needs to recheck their policies and retrain their ref or that referee himself. Because that referee messed up big time too in that match. He should have definitely held her back. He should have did something. They should have called for somebody. You know, clearly she was out of it. Clearly he let her back in the ring to, to perform that suplex, which was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolute truth. I mean, you know, a lot of people are coming to breathe the Fed, say, you know, it's wrestling, it's a, it's a, it happened, this and that. No, you kicked her square in the face several times. Like she was obviously not paying attention. She was all into the into the moment, and just got sloppy. Exactly. It's, not, it's inexcusable, really. Exactly. I totally, totally agree with that. Uh, Brian. Yes, sir. You're on to give us that, uh, you know, that uh, your uh, point of view when it comes to that. All right. Um, I'm not going to defend Brie Bella with what I'm going to say. I'm going to preface this by telling people, you know, I am not a professional wrestler, nor do I ever take full credit as ever being one of these people. 
but I have indeed trained to become a pro wrestler at one point in time in my life. Um, there's two sides to this story, even though we all blatantly see Brie Bella, you know, it's, it's like, she was obviously semi sloppy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm going to say semi because there is the portion of what Liv Morgan was doing too. Now Liv, of course, in this situation, as we can all clearly see is indeed the victim. But at the same time, you have to go back and really watch what you heard and literally go frame by frame with it. And I'm going to give you guys some like little tidbits from what I learned when I was training. When you're taking those kicks similar to what uh, Liv Morgan was taking and what Brian does with a lot of guys, if you ever notice the guys who are taking those kicks, they are in the same form type position that you see most people that they are when they're taking the chop. What they're doing is basically popping their chest out and lifting their chin up. It's like someone saying chin up and, you know what I'm saying, throwing punches. So you want to be in that type of position when you're taking that move. Now, this is where the live portion of the, of the incident occurs. If you watch when she's taking those kicks, the first two kicks, Bree was indeed throwing them slow. And Liv, when she was receiving those kicks, was selling in a floppy around type motion. Now, during this motion, you got to think if Bree is throwing those kicks and you can and you can talk to any pro boxer, MMA fighter, pro wrestler, whatever you want to call it. When you're trying to land a strike in the same exact spot every single time, sometimes the strike goes up. Sometimes the strike does go down. And Liv isn't helping herself, too, while she's flopping around in that motion. Yes, the cell does look good, and it makes the kicks look very impactful. But Liv may have lowered her head a little bit too much, and one of Bree, maybe the first kick, went a little high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does, it does suck because right now, and we can all agree, the past few weeks, Bree has definitely been in botch mode. Not Bree botch mode. You know what I mean? And it looks really, really bad on Bree. Plus, if you also look on later on in the match, there was a spot where Sarah Logan was going to slingshot her, and Ruby Riot was supposed to hit her, hit uh, Bree with an elbow, and Bree hit her with an elbow. Mm. It totally was messed up. So Bree is getting a lot of the shit right now, but at the same time, we also got to remember professional wrestling. It's like the term they always use. It's not ballet. Accidents do happen, you know. But right now, Bree isn't making a very good case for herself especially with the bot suicide dive, you know, punching um, Ruby Riot in the face, you know, kind of messing up in the whole match with her and Maurice. And her timing has just been very off since she's been back. And I'm like, I said, I'm not going to defend Bree, but damn it, it does take two people to, to work with in a situation like that. And if anything, Liv Morgan looks like a fucking trooper, man. That girl still got up and did that whole suplex spot, you know. I got nothing but props for her, but yeah, this kind of does suck for her, man. Yeah. And um, the Riot Squad is actually gaining a lot of momentum. So this botch, I hope that, you know, Vince McMahon has been, has, he has a reputation. I mean, when something happens like that, he tends to blame the person that got injured versus mm-hmm. the person that did the injuring, a la Seth Rollins' power bomb on uh, Finn Balor, which separated his shoulder. Yeah. Um, he blamed Finn for that when, mm-hmm. realistically, with both parties. Um, and that's what I'm afraid of, that they're going to punish the, the Riot Squad over it because... Vince is so high on the Bellas right now. Exactly, and 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 enough for nothing. At some point, and especially with the with the women's wrestlers, 
at some point a torch needs to be passed. You know what I mean? Trish did it to Lita. Lita did it to Lita. I don't know. Lita did it to um, uh, Mickey James. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. I might have that backwards, but anyway. <laughs> at some <laughs> point, the, the torch needs to be passed. And the Bellas, you guys were great as, you know, as glorified valets. You came out, you looked good with your evening gowns. You brought out the host of that week. Um, you know, you could have stayed in that capacity. Because as far as professional wrestling goes, the greatest things that you girls are accomplishing is hurting yourselves, Nikki Bella's neck, and others. Look at the long list that comes from Brie Bella. Um, you guys might want to, you know, get back into the whole managerial valet capacity of professional wrestling. That's just my humble opinion. Anyway. Agree. Uh, totally agree. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and move along because we spent a lot of time on botch. I'm just giving Barry mode. Um, mm-hmm. and I know at the beginning of the show, I said that we weren't going to get into the woman range thing, but damn it, somebody has to. There was a tweet which went pretty viral pretty quick. Um, I don't know what they call it on Twitter, what they call it, trending? Uh, yeah. Twitter. Um, of fans who saw Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in a store. I have my own opinions of this incident. But, um, Brian, what you got to say about that? Uh, this is going to be fun because you know me and Roman Reigns have a love-hate relationship. More hate than love. Mm-hmm. Um but no, uh, to the person who sent out the tweet saying that their father saw Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins out and they were dickheads. First and foremost, your father did not see Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. He saw John Anawani and Cody Lopez, two men who portray professional wrestlers on television, who travel around the world 300 plus days a year, mm-hmm. who are spending time away from their families, who are sacrificing their bodies for our entertainment. When they're not on television, these men owe us nothing. They owe us nothing. If you ask them for an autograph and they decline it, hey, that's okay. Because you know something? Maybe right now they're doing something of importance. Or maybe this is like their 10 minutes that they get to relax before they're hopping in their car, driving 300 miles to make to the next town for the next set of fans that they have to go and entertain. To me... As much as, you know, we sit here and critique these guys, we're critiquing them on their performance in the ring. We really try to stay away from the fact that these guys are human beings. They do have feelings. You know, they do have physical aches and pains that we can suffer just as much as they can. But they suffer it on a consistent basis. So, you know something, if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and they're at a rest stop and you see them and you ask them for a photo, they say, no, no, thank you, not right now or whatever, that's perfectly fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they really don't owe us anything outside of what they do for us every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday nights that we see them on television. Yeah, exactly. That's my opinion on this. Yeah, I, I, I had no problem. I have no problem with somebody who's famous saying telling telling somebody to screw off, leave me alone at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that it was supposedly right after Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have no objections to that. It's one thing. Yes, you see them out in the streets. If you politely ask them and they reject you, okay, just move along with your life. Nine times out of ten, if you politely ask, they'll take a quick second to take a picture with you or something. Exactly. Obviously, there's more to this story. They probably were, they probably were getting annoyed by people in the store. You know, just had a physical match. Just did hell in a cell. Two o'clock in the morning. You're tired as fuck. 
and there's people running up to you just randomly. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I have no problem with you telling them screw the fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Like they, like I, like I said when I saw the post on Facebook, I commented, "They're human fucking beings. They mm-hmm. three hundred plus days. They, mm-hmm. you know, you're in constant fucking pain. These guys are battling pain twenty four seven. How many, how many times have we heard stories of pain uh, of these guys becoming addicted to painkillers yes. and overdosing because there's so much pain and everything? Leave them yes, the fuck yes. alone when they're on their their private time. You don't see them out there in their in their in their wrestling gear." They're not out there in their wrestling gear outside of an arena. Leave them the fuck alone. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, again, I'm just going to piggyback on you guys' point because I wholeheartedly do not feel bad for this little girl's father. And the reason I don't feel bad for that girl's father is because um, I got a funny story. Outside of the Dunkin' Donuts Center, this is during the WWE's holiday tour. uh, Last year or the year before. Anyway. Uh, myself, my daughter, my kids, we were all out there. And um, this is when the wrestlers were exiting the buildings, getting into cars, handed over to the hotel to go to the next city. Um, we saw Eric Roman come out. And there was a bunch of, there was a crowd, a huge crowd of people. You know what I mean? Screaming for autographs. And he's just like, guys, well, I'm running late. I can't pretty much. And this, uh, you know, just blew us off and just got into a car. Right after he got close to the car door, Cesaro comes up. And uh, Cesaro looks at everybody, surprised that we're all there, runs up, gives everybody a high five, you know what I mean, gets to the end, posts him a picture, and he's like, guys, I'm running late now, I have to go. Um, nobody in that crowd held anything against either one of those two because, again, they had something to go. They're men of business. It's, it's You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're on a sky, they're on if they If they yeah. step out to actually take pictures, sh- sign autographs, shake hands, meet kids, kiss babies, hold wives, everything that of all 300, 400 people who were out there waiting for them, they wouldn't have a job the next day. Yes, Mm -hmm. these are professional athletes. Yes, they are working hard to gain the admiration of the fans. Yes, we do support them in their business. However, when they are not in their business, they have the right to say, I'm going to give you an autograph. I am not going to give you an autograph. And if they say that they are not going to give you an autograph, thanks for your time, man. I'm out of here. I'm a fan of yours. That should be the most you do. Even sneak up to a picture or two. But to absolute, but to stay there and say that, oh, he's being a dickhead. He's not giving me an autograph. He's cursing us out. Because he just told you no, and you're still shoving cameras and paper in his face. Of course he's going to be an asshole. I'm not going to sit there and politely say, I'm not going to give you an autograph. Hey, no, no, really, give us an autograph. No, I'm not going to give you an autograph. Hey, no, come on, come on, come on, really big fans. Motherfucker, I just told you twice nicely I'm not giving you an autograph. I'd be fired the next day. I think they handled mm-hmm. it way more than I, way better than I did, than I would, I should say. Now, having said that, we're going to move over to the next subject. <laughs> and I just say this that was very well spoken and I really appreciate what you just said man I applaud you on that thank one. you thank yeah. you very much thank you <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen too often <laughs> hey, you gotta get your shine everybody get that shine alright right, we're gonna move on to the hills and wrestling and um, to quote Eddie we're not doing a gray area hill we're doing total hills and we have of course, we have the n- number one because the number one is really, really, uh, really relishing in that hill rule. So we're not going to say NXT included. We're just going to say on the main roster. Today, Eddie, who is the best hill on the main roster? Best heel on the main roster right now? 
Samoa Joe. Wow, nice. Yeah, like, Miz is a close second, but he's more of that annoyance level heel. Joe is that stalker heel. Like, you can put Randy Orton up there too, but I'm not really a fan of him beating up the mid card wrestlers right now. Yeah. But Samoa Joe, like he 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 he, they flipped the switch with him. This the 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 promo from SmackDown where he showed up at Styles' house and everything, that was just golden. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I got to give it up to Joe. They finally let him run with it. His hoping they give him a title run. You know, but mm-hmm. I have to say, Joe right now is killing that top heel. You know, on Raw, the heels are like more. In the gray area right now on Raw, yeah, there's there really no clear cut heel over on Raw, and people are booing Joe. Joe's the clear cut heel right now, and on both brands. So I'm going with Joe on that one. Joe's owning it right now. All right, so we got some up with Joe, especially from the um, promo that he had where he's threatening the family of AJ Styles at home, which I thought was going to lead to a Brian Pillman moment myself, but. all right so uh brian who do you got as the top hill on the main roster because again nxt is killing it with their hill yeah nxt's hill's got the whole game sewn up right oh yeah chopper (laughs) chopper's not even a heel he's a god right now (laughs) seriously (laughs) no no chopper's the fucking man right now um in all honesty i was gonna go with samoa joe until eddie took him and come on no, no, I know. So I'm going to have to go with Randy Orton. Because honestly, heel Orton is always the best Orton. When Randy Orton is a heel, he always finds a new layer to add to his healness. Like, he went from being the legend killer to the guy who had, what is it, like IED or something like that with a mental disorder. Then he just came in and just started running roughshod through everybody. I like this Viper striking, cerebral, out of nowhere Randy Orton, where now he really is showing that he gives zero fucks. He's going into the production truck and just, like, grabbing people and making them feel very uncomfortable. You know what I mean? All up in your personal space. Like, nigga, move. Give me, like, two feet or something. Nah, Randy's just being that guy right now. And I know you guys said you don't like him attacking the mid-carders, but I actually like him attacking the mid-carders because this is just showing – I don't give a damn who you are. I got a hit list, and I got motherfuckers on it. And if you're in my way, I'm going to run right through you. I don't give a damn if you're at the bottom of the card. I'm working my way up to the top. And something is going to happen between him and Nakamura, and I don't think Jeff Hardy is too far behind either. But I think even even though it's just a mid-card feud or a mid-card storyline with Randy Orton, I feel like WWE might have something big for Orton because don't forget, Orton's not too far behind Cena when it comes to world title reigns, too. Yeah. So, or age. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Randy Orton right now. Well, you guys both pretty much took SmackDown. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and switch brands and go to Monday Night Raw because you know you guys pretty much just took the best two. <laughs> but um, this this is a guy who comes come. Constantly, constantly gets overlooked. Um, actually, right now, if you look at his promo work, his match work, his uh, the guy is absolutely killing it right now. And that's uh, since he switched from SmackDown to Monday Night Raw. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler. 
Let's nice. let's forget. Let's not forget that promo that he had when we thought that Seth Rollins hadn't arrived in the arena. That was one hundred percent gold. That was pipe bomb esque. That was pretty damn good. Um, I mean, right now they got him matched up with Drew McIntyre, and you know what I mean. Just so they, the uh, main roster audience doesn't fall too flat on him again. Um, you know what I mean. And he's pretty much carrying that group. But as a, and not the entire group, because we know Braun Strowman linked up with him. But as far as in-ring work, um, screw him with the fans. Mike work. The sky is absolutely gold right now. And I'm going to give a big ups to Dolph Ziggler since WWE is always overlooking you. Now, um, here's something that I don't know that came up um, for the next subject. Again, I am a casual guy, not the most fluid in the information, but it appears... That the Bullet Club is actually imploding in the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, you guys are the experts on this. Have at it. Well, I I don't I haven't seen, I don't know where the Bullet Club one came from yet, but chaos is definitely imploding. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's uh Okada Okada's faction right there. That one just splintered off into into two groups: Jay White and Okada's mentor Get Get uh, Ghetto joined up and splintered off. So that's that actually was a shocker in itself right there, you know. Didn't expect chaos to splinter off, but I haven't heard anything about the Bullet Club. Brian, you Yeah, well uh well to back up on uh the one you were just talking about first with uh Jay White and uh Gato turning on um on uh, Okada. Uh, for people who don't know, chaos, and, and especially in New Japan, too, like, you know how the Bullet Club's a big deal here in America. In New Japan, there's a lot of factions out there. And it's really like a faction warfare type thing. So when one group is starting to splinter a little bit, it's becoming like big news over in New Japan. Like with the Bullet Club, right now there's a feud going on with the guys from the Elite who pretty much were on the all-in card and the Bullet Club OGs, which feature two of the original founding four members and Tama Tonga, who I think is the best Samoan, Tongan wrestler out there. And yes, trust me, he does have something for your boy Roman. And I can't, I cannot wait for the day that that match happens. That's going to be awesome. Oh, the firing squad. Yeah, the firing squad, the OG firing squad. That's what they're called now. So, and they're out there trying to recruit people. As a matter of fact, um, the guy who was formerly known as Camacho, as uh, Tonga uh, Loa, he was actually at NXT the other day. And him and Tama Tonga were filming themselves talking about that they're going on a worldwide recruiting then they're trying to pick up people from all over the place. They don't care if you're in WWE, if they don't care if you're in Europe, they don't care if you're in Mexico. They're trying to build their own new little army with the original or two of the original four members that are still left from the Bullet Club. So you got them guys fighting the elite. Now with Chaos, uh, Chaos was originally founded by Shinsuke Nakamura, and he turned the group over to Okada when he was coming to WWE. Mm -hmm. Okada's the leader for so long that, you know, him having that long-ass title reign until he lost the belt to Omega, there's been a lot of tension once he dropped the title. And people in chaos are starting to be like, yo, maybe I could be the new leader. Maybe I could be the new leader. Similar to what happened with Cody and uh, Kenny recently. Now, Switchblade, a.k.a. Jay White, for anybody who used to watch Ring of Honor, he's starting to step up and he's going after Okada and he's trying to go after the top spot. So, Japan is getting very interesting right now, and especially with these group beefs, it's going to be something really fun leading all the way up to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, yeah. 
And those of you who don't know, Wrestle Kingdom is the New Japan's WrestleMania. That I know. That I know. <laughs> Casual fan right there. Casual fan input right there. <laughs> That's pertinent information. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for my favorites. My favorite skit that we do here in the UWO, and that is the burial of the week. Those are you who are not on the Wrestle Fantasy Warfare Facebook group, get your ass in there because mm. we have a ball in there. And I'm pretty sure that somebody <laughs> is about to get buried from that group here. And uh, we're going to let Eddie start on out with this one, Eddie. Who's getting oh, the burial? Oh, Jesus. Today's God. burial, this week's burial, does not go to Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> but it goes to your boy, a double admin A, Adrian Wright. <laughs> Boy, you have been buried. <laughs> For all those who don't know, the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare, we have big Roman lovers and big Roman haters. James Vincent, a.k.a. Grande, is one of the biggest Roman haters. He makes me look like a Roman lover. That's how bad of a hater he really is. Recently has been going off on the Facebook page, just making comments about Roman, throwing little remarks here and there, to the point where Adrian Price took notice. And he Mm -hmm. informed him that he would like him to stop doing that. (laughs) So James Vincent took it upon himself to, I don't know how the fuck he pulled this off, but somehow got the chinless wonder himself, James Ellsworth, to cut a promo on your boy, Adrian Price, and Roman Reigns. Now, not only did he cut a promo on him, he mentioned Adrian Price by name. Mm-hmm. Shouted out the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh, it was just, I'm not a James Ellsworth fan, by no means, but the fact that he somehow got him to do a promo on him, oh, my God, I was, I, I, I watched it. Over and over and over and over and over and over. I'll probably watch it again tonight when I'm scrolling through the page. <laughs> it was hilarious. Now, Adrian comes and then Adrian chimes in several hours later, acting like he didn't see the thing. You know, he saw it, everybody saw it, but he chimed in several hours later, claiming that he's going to watch it and then chimed in afterwards, saying that he will respond on Thursday. Uh, boy, it, it better be good. <laughs> boy, you better have Roman Reigns. Like, something. Like, it better be Roman Reigns cutting a promo for you or something. I, I'm sorry. Like, <clears throat> granted, James Ellsworth isn't the biggest star. But nevertheless, the man lived the dream that all of us would kill for. Mm-hmm. He got to wrestle in the WWE. He got to wrestle against top stars. He holds a winning record against AJ Styles. Not many fucking people can say that. Facts. Okay. And somehow. I can't believe you just brought that up. <laughs> was, somehow Grande managed to get him to cut a promo on him. Oh, it was. Oh, that took the cake. That from that. Oh, Adrian, you, you better have something really big, really big planned for tomorrow. Because if not, you stay in underground, boy. 
The only way you better pull an Undertaker and raise yourself up from there, put your hand through that grave because of right now you six feet under. Mm, and Brian, is yours going to be a wrestler, <laughs> or are you going to do Adrian's eulogy as well? <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna do the Adrian eulogy, man. Uh, Eddie, you that was that was spectacular, dude. I don't know what to say. Uh, Adrian, you are on the clock. Um, damn, I all right, I have to go raw. All right, for raw, <laughs> I'm gonna stick to wrestling. For raw, I'm gonna have to go with my boy Chad Gable. Ready, willing, and Gable. Yep, dude, you lost to the Ascension. The Ascension are Hall of Famers in our burial of the week. I what what else do I need to say? I I can't I can't top Eddie Gable. You're in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't top Eddie. Eddie, Eddie just again. Yeah, I I I had that one locked and loaded since yesterday. Like I said, <laughs> if he had it come, how are you? The simple fact that you said you're going to wait two days. Well, he does. He does his Thursday live thing. He does his Thursday live. So no, yeah. no, no. That's when you cut in there and you use social media to cut it. Do something. You did not <laughs> wait two days. You were just called out by the chinless wonder. Sweet chin he music. Told you to stop running the wrestling the fantasy wrestling warfare like a dictator. <laughs> hey, shout out to James Ellsworth, man. I don't know how the hell we got you in our group. Like dropping a promo video, but dude, that was awesome. And James Vincent, you are the effing man for that. That was awesome. Yes, like that was just like out of did not expect it. It was totally unexpected, totally out of left field. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was better than some than most of Raw. All right, guys, we do got to bury a reference. <laughs> I buried Chad Gable. Yeah, but I mean, you you gave up half the explanation. It was that wasn't a burial. That was a that was a warning shot, man. <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right, all right, you get you get our first ever warning shot, Chad Gable. Don't lose the son. Chad Gable, you're on the clock, son. <laughs> yep, you're on the clock. What's funny is my burial of the week before I said Eddie go first, which I really got to stop doing. Um, <laughs> my burial of the week was Chad Gable's quote unquote partner, that being the glorious one, Bobby Roode. If anybody is in need of a heel turn, and I understand everybody says, oh, Roman needs to go heel, and everybody's waiting for Super Cena to go heel. But we're talking about a heel who actually survived the mediocrity that is TNA and excelled in that mediocre era. Then he got to NXT, and you're like, let's just see if this guy can really go. I mean, he got the praises of Hulk Hogan. He gets the praises of... uh, Devon Dudley, who says he's really one of the best naturally talented wrestlers in the world. Let's see what he can do in NXT. Absolutely flats out kills it as a heel in NXT. And gets the call up to Smacky Down. And everybody's excited because of the glorious entrance is on SmackDown. However, we did not know that that's all they were going to allow him to pull off. It's just a cool entrance. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's an afterthought now. 
I can't even remember mm-hmm. the last time I got excited for mm-hmm. a Bobby Roode match. And he could you could say that Bobby Roode is coming to the Dunkin' Donuts Center for free autographs. And that line will be shorter than James Ellsworth at a house show. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Roode is being buried to the highest level of veritivity. Okay, this man is now forced to carry the person who we just put a warning shot on, that being Chad Gable. And it absolutely atrocious. I mean, I understand that they, I don't know if they're trying to remake the bar thing by just pacing two pieces together who are actually decent wrestlers and watch them excel, but this is not working. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know the last time I changed a station during a match, but the last two times I've seen them together, I can't tell you a move that happened. I was that low on this whole tag team. And if I do not see Bobby Roode actually turn on Gable A or Gable turn on him B to try to make this tag team something that fans can get excited over. I'm not even going to be excited on his entrance anymore. I'm just going to be counting down the days until he gets future endeavored. Bobby Roode, your run in WWE is very reminiscent of let's just say the Brock Lesnar championship reign is more exciting at this point. You have been buried, my friend. Yeah, WWE needs to get off their asses and get James Storm in there. Yes! We need... Yes, beer, we need beer money. Beer money reunion in WWE, that's what we need. That that will resurrect Bobby Roode. And I, I saw, I, money! I he was on the once. I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I heard an interview the other day with James Storm, man. He's looking good. That guy's ready to go. He says he's oh, a free agent, so... He already I, follow, I, follow him on, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He has never looked more jacked and ready to go in his, in his whole career. Yep. And that dude's been talking about NXT and WWE, so I wouldn't be shocked if that guy shows up one of these days on Raw. Oh, it'll definitely boost up those ratings on Raw, because I don't know if you've been paying attention, guys, but um, Raw is at a historical low for ratings on Monday night. Like, historically low. That's worse than when the NWO first started. NWCW low. This yeah. is pretty uh, pretty alarming, because, you know, not being a flagship show of WWE, that's the show that... uh pretty much gets the uh, main focus of the casual fans like myself when it comes to New Japan. Hey, uh, Eddie, what the hell is going on? Well, a lot of people want to blame football being back. A lot of people want to blame, you, you know, the, the three-hour thing. I'm sorry. I'm squarely placing the blame on your top seller, your top dog, Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. When Cena was in charge, people tuned in to watch. They weren't getting record lows when Cena was in charge. When The Rock was in charge, they weren't getting record lows. When Stone Cold was in charge, they weren't getting record lows. Now that Roman Reigns is in charge, he's got the belt on him. All the Roman lovers are like, yay, he's the champion, yay. So why aren't they tuning in? Why is We're hitting record lows week after week. Okay, there is something wrong, and I, I, I blame the guy who says it's his yard. It's your yard. Oh, Why is oh, your yard crumbling? Oh. I'm sorry to say, people, my, the Roman Reigns lovers are gonna, uh, uh, are gonna disagree with me, but at the end of the day, when 
your big draw isn't drawing, where do you go? Is it but time is for a change? A... Is it time for something new? Maybe the universal title around Roman Reigns isn't the greatest move. You know, but is it because always says people love the chase more than the action. You know, people are enticed with the chase, but once the, you know, the chase is over, what's left? So, but I, is I, is that really due to Roman Reigns being champion, and or is that due to the way that Roman Reigns is being booked as a champion? Only because I mean, his first night as champion, we talked about it was damn good. It was a rematch against Finn Balor. Um, the Hell in the Cell match, lackluster as hell, and it brought in the ultimate part-time man, Brock Lesnar, to get like a three-way feud going in which one party of the three-way isn't going to be there until the next pay-per-view. Now, um, if this is not defending the title, is that due to Roman Reigns being champion or is that due to the booking of these geniuses of WWE creative? Well, the booking definitely has something to do with it too, but it's like they put the they put the WWE on Roman Reigns' shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was what WWE did. That's what Vince did. Vince said, this is the man that brings in the asses and brings in the eyeballs. Maybe it's time to second-guess that. Maybe it's time that maybe Roman needs some help up top, at the top of the pedestal. Maybe Roman can't carry the the whole load by himself. Yeah. I mean... It's sad to say, when you have to bring in retirees on a constant basis... There's something wrong with the current the, the the current roster. Like this this they have the talent, they have the pool of talent there. It's just something something's not clicking correctly within WWE right now. Yeah. Definitely. Um Brian. Yes, sir. Please don't tell me you're blaming this on Roman too. I'm not fully blaming this on Roman. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm not blaming this on Roman. I'm blaming I'm blaming this on the creative staff. You got to look at Raw and SmackDown as two different shows. Even though you know they're both under the WWE umbrella, they're both considered the main roster. SmackDown is doing a great job at developing characters, mm-hmm. which is something that WWE did a lot during the Attitude Era. Right now, we got a storyline featuring Aiden English. Andrade Cien Almas has been killing it in every match the guy has been in in the past couple of weeks. Samoa Joe has evolved into one of the best heels in the company. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is the longest reigning WWE champion almost since Punk. He's a few, like, he's he's not that far off from Punk. No. On Raw, what do we get? We get six guys at the very top of the card that are infighting between themselves, holding every single major male title on the show. So nobody has a chance to go for a title unless you're a part of that six-guy storyline. Now, Roman, unfortunately, is victim by circumstance. He is the main, per- the main person of the storyline. He is the reason why the S.H.I.E.L.D. got back together, to help protect him from Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. causing Braun Strowman to go out and get help in Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. I mean, Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Diesel and Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raw is focused around these six guys. Everybody else on a three-hour show is just filler right now there is no other major storylines on raw ronda rousey is about to fight nikki bella as much as we all talk about it and how we dread how we dread about this match happening oh my god 
it's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. Bobby Lashley and Leo Russ, as much as I find them entertaining as hell, they're not doing anything. They're feuding with a guy in Elias who is still over as fuck with the crowd but doesn't fight. And Kevin Owens, who's one of the best heels in the company, that has no shine. Jinder Mahal is praying everywhere he goes. And now Shalom! He's now with Alicia Fox. Uh, AOP is just floundering and now hitmen for the TGI Fridays boss and he's security in case someone orders too many potato skins. Shout out like, to the WWE for actually getting them involved in something now. Yes, and I love the fact that they were in the main event against guys like The Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, fuck the revival, right? <laughs> yep. I'm just saying, like... You got a team that was killing it down in NXT, and they just got their tag team title match, which they lost. Sorry. But, you know what I mean? Raw has nothing going for it. And then right now, also, with all due respect to the the Connors Cure thing, wrestling fans aren't tuning in to see stories about cancer patients. You know, And, and, and please, anybody listening to this, don't be offended by what I'm saying to you. I'm just talking about it as a sports entertainment fan, because I think it's amazing what they're doing for the connoisseur and raising all this money and all the donations and stuff. That's super cool. That's yeah. something that can be put on the YouTube page. If you're, you're trying to sell us three hours of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, you know, this really isn't helping when you're taking 15 to 20 minutes of the show to, you know, promote this every single week. Once, uh, once for the month. Okay. That's cool. We get it. You know, and you know, like I said, nothing but respect for those kids, but at the same time, every single week, you're bringing out people from different states and showing their stories and stuff. Little vignette package is cool, but you have to bring them out on stage and go through the whole spiel every week. It does get redundant. And the fact that you're not giving us quality wrestling is not helping either. And you got the 16 guys competing for all the titles. So I'm sorry, Rod. That's one of the reasons why your ratings are definitely going down right now. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much... There's nothing else left to say. <laughs> I mean, you guys pretty much covered all the bases. I mean, the fan hatred for Roman Reigns, I should say, the haters of Roman Reigns. Um, and also just outpouring of just very talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's what it is. It's going to have an effect on your ratings. Um, there's no more, uh, you know, CM Punk that you can fall back on to drop pipe bombs. Um, other than, like, you know, Ms. Dolph Ziggler. Um, those... Those guys like that who actually uh, are pretty good talkers. Um, but aside from that, I mean, every week we have a burial of the week. I understand today's burial wasn't exactly affiliated with the WWE officially um, and, and, and Adrian Price. But, I mean, we shouldn't have to, to bury anybody. I mean, if you have, a, like I said before, uh, I've been on record of saying this. If you are having a problem with maintaining all of the talent that happens to have, you know what I mean? Especially with your bigger names who have made a name for themselves in other companies, independency, things like that. Then maybe it's time that I understand NXT is a where well, you work out all of the green areas where you get them prepared for their main roster. Well, maybe it's enough. To, it's time to get that main roster talent into a totally separate federation. I am saying this again. WCW versus WWE kept the business going strong steel sharpened steel and the undies are coming up right now i understand that but they're not there yet so yeah. gonna, it's it's sort of like the, and speaking to gamers and gamers will understand this it's sort of like the madden football effect 
Whereas, though, Madden was putting out great games. 2K was putting out great games. Xbox was putting out great football games. Then Madden bought all of it and said, this is your game. You guys don't like it. You guys do like it. Either or way, you're not going to get another game aside from this. And most people hate it. You know what I mean? So what what, what do you have to do? You have, if you want to play the NFL, you have to deal with it. If you want to watch professional wrestling on a main stage like USA Network, TNT, Fox Now, um, anything of that nature, you're going to have to deal with the WWE. So it's just what it is. You're going to need something to kick you in your ass to push you to that motivation to actually switch something up and give us something organic that we haven't seen and just pretty much something that all fans will appreciate. WWE should be worried when fans are saying, hmm, maybe I'll tune into TNA. Exactly. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch Impact this week. When fans start to say that maybe they'll watch Impact this week, there's a problem. Yeah, because Impact sucks. I'm sorry, and I understand that. I know that we don't, we don't too much touch Impact Wrestling. There's a reason. Impact Wrestling is horrible, to touch. man. There's nothing to touch. <laughs> Like, if we were doing Barry of the Week on Impact, we'd be burying Impact itself. <laughs> Honest to God, I don't even know who's on the roster anymore. Like, I know Morrison or Im- Johnny Impact is there and Austin Aries and maybe I, I have no clue who else is on that roster. I, I know of, like, uh, the big names, the Austin Aries, the, the Johnny Mundo, the Eddie Edwards, and Moose because I saw him on, on Ring of Honor. But other than that, who the fuck else is there? The Seriously. Tashi Hit Squad? The fuck is that? Oh, I this you guys ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? All yes, right, sir. guys. Impact Wrestling, welcome to the UWO podcast. We are going to give a shout out to all of your misused, terrible talent that is currently on your active roster. We're going to start with somebody who I actually do like, and that being Abyss. Abyss is on the roster. We have Andrew Everett. Who? Who? Austin Aries. Okay. 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 Uh, Boopinder Singh. Huh? Who? Brian Cage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we know Brian Cage. Caleb Conley. Who? No clue. Chandler Park. Huh? David Crisp. What? Uh, OVW guy, right? Yes, he's an OVW that, guy. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, the only reason anybody would know about OVE, OVE, the OVE is because of Sammy Callahan, because nobody knew who the fuck OVE was. <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Yeah. You got the okay. Desi Hit Squad. Who? Uh Desmond Xavier. I've oh. seen him a couple times. He's all right. DJ DJ. He he changed his name. Now I know who he is, but uh, DJ Z. All right, I like DJ Z. Eddie I don't Ed- know how he's still there. Eddie Edwards. Local guy. Not the same without Davey Richards. True. El Hijo del Fantasma. Que? Who? <laughs> oh, someone we know, guys. I got one. Eli Who? Drake. Eli Drake. Dummy. Yeah. Love Eli. <laughs> Which has. Oh, you're the show I probably watch it for. I love Eli Drake. Which another character that went from being on the top. As champion to now being sparsely used on impact. Yeah. Okay, then you got Fala Bar. Huh? Huh? Phoenix. Okay. We know Phoenix, yeah. Gamma Singh. 
Is he related to the Singh brothers? Is this great old dude really still on Impact? Is he really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like fired, remarried, and I don't know what the hell happened. Okay. He's actually, he's actually involved in a love triangle with guess who? Oh, God, no. I have no I, idea. Paul Birchill's sister. She's a she's back. Goodness. She's, uh, she's actually she was actually in I when I saw some highlights on YouTube, she was supposedly quote unquote in a relationship with that Guido dude and then dumped him because she wanted to get with his friend Joe Henry, who I don't know who the fuck he is. Oh, he's a British guy. Yeah, I don't know who the hell he is. And apparently Joe was like, No, that's my best friend. So I don't know what the hell's going on, but they're involved in some love triangle type storyline. Wow. Okay, Gersinder Singh. Huh? Oh, we got one. We got another. We got another one. Homicide. All right. Okay. Jake Chris. Sammy Callahan. Hmm. Jimmy That's the only J- reason why I know him. Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, I know Jimmy. Yeah, we know Jimmy. We all we all know what happened with Jimmy. <laughs> Selfie. Joe Henry. Uh, I know Joe Henry. We got one. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny, Johnny Nitro. Johnny Impact. AKA Johnny Mundo. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Mundo. <laughs> Never heard of him. Dude, just call yourself Johnny. What do you have to be? All right. After him, we got Joseph Park, who is just Abyss's quote-unquote brother who's the same person. That's right. Um, Killer Cross. Who? I don't know who he is, but I know he's on the radar for New Japan right now. Okay. I don't even know who the fuck he is. So. Yeah. A guy simply known as King. I... <laughs> KM. Yeah, nope. KM, like the letters K, then M. The stupidest ring name I've ever heard in my life, and he's horrible. <laughs> you get my burial of the week, KM. Horrible. <laughs> Just imagine like an Indian version of Mike Knox. Okay. Oh God. Okay, so we stale as hell. All right. And you got Congo Kong. Oof, man. That's a big uh, bitch. I only know him because he he he, t- he was uh being managed by Jimmy by Jimmy Jacobs for a while. All right. We got Conan. Shout out to Conan and the whole LAX. Those those were my yeah, dudes. Yeah. Uh Matt Seidel. No him. Yeah, we- he gets high. Isn't that um Devin Bourne? Yeah. Yeah, Devin yeah. Bourne. Okay. Then you got Moose. Moose. Only known from Ring of Honor. Yep. The OGs, OGZ, OGs. Yeah. Ortiz yeah. from LAX, and also the cousin yeah. of our Eddie Ortiz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> OVE, which is the looks like the Chris. Yeah, uh, the Chris. Pentagon Jr. I know Pentagon. Pentagon can go. Yeah. Yeah. Petey Williams. Still around. Holy shit. Yeah, he actually came back. Not the same Petey Williams that we remember, but yeah, he's back. Wow. And I love the Canadian Destroyer of the finisher. That's one of my favorites. That was actually the best finishing move I've ever seen. Period. That looks devastating as fuck. (laughs) That was one of those movies you're like, what the fuck? How the fuck he do that? Yeah, yep. man. I remember when he was um he he had the gimmick when he was uh Big Papa Pump sidekick. Yep, he was yeah. little Petey Pump. 
Yeah, Lil Peep. That was that was cool, man. <laughs> All right. After him, we got a guy everybody knows who should be still on 205 Live, but due to false allegations, he's not there anymore. That being Rich Swan. Yeah. Honestly, honest to God, I really wish he was on 205 Live right now. Mm. Rohit Raju. Huh? <laughs> like Sammy Callahan. Yeah, we all know him. Santana. Yep, another guy from uh, LAX. Suicide. Who's playing Suicide these days? Oh, my God. Who is playing Suicide these days? There's like 40 people who played Suicide. I have, I, I couldn't pick a name out of a hat right now. Yeah, who the fuck knows under that mask today? All right, then you got Taji Ishimori. I probably mispronounced his name. Uh, He's a New Japan guy. Okay. Yeah. Trevor Lee. I like Trevor Lee. Vikas Kumar. Nope. He's on a White Castle. Yep, and Z and E, which is DJ Z, Z and whoever the hell E is. Uh, so I'm going over that whole roster. We probably did about what thirty guys. Yeah, we got four that we actually would watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TNA, there is your problem in a nutshell. You, you got, you got, and you got maybe out of all those thirty guys, maybe. Six guys you can pronounce their names. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to market somebody if you can't pronounce their fucking name? Pretty much, yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. And by the way, uh, shout out to the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, you guys been bigging us up, and we're getting you right back. And damn it, we're gonna find a damn way to get you guys on our podcast. Spread the love right back to you as you invited us. Most definitely, man. Yeah, one day Anchor will get the shit together. And Carl, you're not safe. You're still <laughs> on my damn radar when it comes to Street Fighter. Right, if you watched the Codex Prime podcast, you saw them talking about a bunch of games. You don't ever hear them talking about Street Fighter because they know I'm watching. <laughs> they know I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got to do it. Uh, we're going to get to the final rant. And that we're going to start off because we've just learned our lesson. We're not going to let Eddie go first. Brian, what's your rant, brother? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really going to do a rant again. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give props to somebody who truly does deserve it. And he was just announced to be getting a big honor for where he's been working for the past 17 plus years. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give some props to one of my favorite big men in the wrestling business one of the best monsters in the wrestling business. And it's funny because we're sitting here talking about impact and he was the very first name that you stated Uh, going into TNA's hall of fame, no matter how you guys want to look at it is the monster abyss. I like Abyss, Uh, man. I, I love abyss for people who were not watching impact during the era of when AJ styles, Bobby Roode, uh, James storm, Eric Young were down there during the good era. Yeah, it was the best era. And we can all agree that Abyss was one of the most violent, most vicious monsters. And especially at a time where WWE was going the PG route, Abyss was giving us that violence that we all really wanted to see. He was throwing himself through glass and thumbtacks, flaming tables. Uh, The dude had damn near part of his hair, like, burnt out. He got his kick Teeth, oh, his teeth kicked down his throat by Rob Van Dam with a steel chair. This guy finished the match. Got, and he finished the match. Yeah, and he finished the damn match. 
when it comes to guys in this business that we were talking about earlier who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment, Abyss is definitely one of those men. And a little fun fact for people who did not know this, back in the day when The Undertaker and Nathan Jones were supposed to have a tag team match against, I believe it was A-Train and The Big Show. I'm not, I don't know if it was Big Show or Mark Henry. Um, before Nathan Jones was put into that slot, it was actually supposed to be a singles match between The Undertaker and Abyss that WWE was working on getting. They actually had the contract damn near ready signed, but Impact came back with a lot more money, and Abyss did something that in the wrestling business very few people do nowadays is stay loyal. He has been loyal to Impact for years, and in all honesty, no matter how much we want to sit here and crap on Impact, they've been around for decades on decades. And Abyss is one of their longest reigning employees in that company. He's also a booker. He also puts together some of these matches. He handles a lot of the tour and the travel for these guys. Uh, Abyss, I salute you, my dude. Congratulations on getting into the Hall of Fame and Impact. You truly do deserve it. And he's definitely one of my top five monsters in pro wrestling history. Shout out, Abyss. You know what? You know what? Since we got to make our own Hall of Fame, man. We got to make a UWO Wrestler Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. That's, that's, I think that's the next thing we should work on. Yeah. Teaser uh, for next week. You know what? Next week, guys, we're going to go ahead and early preview. We're going to give ourselves our UWO Hall of Fame for wrestlers. Especially because, I mean, let's, like, does WWE really acknowledge that Kurt Angle's uh, in both brands Hall of Fame? Nope. I don't think they know anybody else going into another Hall of Fame. Because technically, they would be a three-time Hall of Famer. The only one that I can remember they acknowledged was Christian. When they did the whole partnership and let Christian go over to TNA to get inducted into the, into their Hall of Fame. Okay. No, that's... But that's other than that, they haven't acknowledged anybody else who has been put in there. All right, all right. And uh, for my final, final, final... My final rant is going to be going, and this is um, this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. <sighs> Adrian Ray, I know you guys are gonna listen. Shout out to y'all, and I gotta apologize as a fellow Roman fan club. It's about time that a Roman fan actually steps to the forefront and actually says this. But uh, WWE, get your shit together about this Universal Title. This universal title has, since its inception, be the biggest joke of a championship belt in the history of professional wrestling. And I've seen TNA's heavyweight championship. I've seen NXT's heavyweight championship when they first started, when it was Ohio Valley Wrestling. And those are more respected title runs than I could say about, you know, the universal championship. Since its inception, we've seen Finn Balor, a one-day champion, and that was due to injury. We've seen Kevin Owens on a horrible run. Goldberg on a gimmick run. Brock Lesnar on a terrible run. And Roman Reigns, aside from that Finn Balor match, has been treated as nothing less than a sideshow. The Intercontinental Championship has been, since the brand separation, Raw's best championship. You've seen the best matches week after week after week, and it's had better champions. Roman Reigns' current title reign is just a piggyback 
off of Brock Lesnar's, and it's a full-timer donor. Is he's the WWE Universal Champion, the championship that you guys want to make prestigious, then damn it, have him defend it. This is crap that we see this crap every single time somebody becomes champion, that we're going to put him in a gimmick match. It's going to be non-title. Oh, you know what? We're going to put him in a match with this guy. We're going to throw this guy in for a triple threat. We're going to no. We want to see a one-on-one match with two guys who can go in and win again in that damn belt. We want to see that belt defended on a consistent basis, at least once a month. The crap that you're giving us right now is downright disrespectful, and I promise you, I promise you, I know Eddie said it was Roman Reigns' fault, but this is your fault that your ratings are going to be terrible. You got a billion-dollar deal on the, on the table that you signed with Fox, and you're going to be giving them the crap that you're putting out right now. That shit is going to Fox. It will be faster. It'll be cut faster than a new sitcom with good ratings. Eddie, it's on you. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> I'm saying, like, oh, okay, you want me to follow that? You <laughs> well, tonight I'm going to be focusing on a storyline over on SmackDown. The Rusev Aiden English. Mm. For the love of God, WWE, please, please. Do not fucking involve the wife. <laughs> Why? Why did you have him come out and say, remember that night in Milwaukee? No. <laughs> Nobody wants another fucking wife involved in a match. <laughs> Nobody wants to see, did the wife cheat on her husband with the partner? Nobody wants to see that again. No. No. You're going to kill Aiden English's chance. You're going to finish killing Rusev. Stop now. Just get Lana off TV. Forget you ever even said that. And just move along. <laughs> do not. Please. I do not want to see Lana involved in this. I do not want to see any shenanigan bullshit. I sure as hell don't want to see Lana turn on her husband on TV. Yeah. No. Been done to death. Don't want to see it again. This is not goddamn 1 o'clock in the afternoon watching a soap opera on ABC. Fucking stop. Let them have their feud without their wife. Thank you. And what the hell happened to her accent? <laughs> <laughs> the same thing that happened to Kofi Kingston's. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> after everybody losing their accent, I swear to God, man, I better see Shinsuke come out so I talk perfect English. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's dropping their accent, so stop with this old bullshit of Shinsuke and Asuka can't talk English. I think Oscar really can't speak that. Oh, my goodness, man. But all right, guys, we got to thank y'all for two minutes sticking with us through a couple of weeks. We had difficulties with the app sticking with us throughout the mishaps, the rough start. I shouldn't should say rough start. It was more of a rough draft when we started. Because um, we exploded on the scene, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But as always, for Eddie Ortiz, for Brian Lopes, and I just want to point out that I pronounce his last name correctly every time I yeah. said it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <Nicole Lopez. laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all next week. Have Later. a good night, guys. Take care.